Hello and welcome back to the worst podcast about anything that you listen to. Why do you subscribe? Seriously, reconsider your life choices. Anyway, you're here, so let's crack on. Uh, it's myself, lead scum, Howard H. Smith. I'm joined, um, as usual, by uh, David Rothney, Man City fan. Hi, Dave. Hi, David, am I now? Nice. Well, David Klein's not here, is he? So, you know, you've got to be both Dave and David today. And um, uh, and our, uh, our our guest, our first guest on the podcast, um, is uh, otherwise known as Andy Love. It's Andy Love. Hello. 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 Hi. I just um, uh, I, I'm a I'm a Spurs fan. I just suddenly realised yes. that Dave Klein isn't here. Is that a protest of the recent um, fallout <laughs> from last weekend? Um, I I don't think so, no. But I do. I'm glad you've mentioned that because it brings me headlong into one point that um, just cracked me up, is that is that people are saying that 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 using that as an example as to why why we should ditch VAR, and I'm kind of <laughs> like, but the ref got it wrong. Yeah. What what yeah. what what are you? I mean, yeah, the VAR got it wrong as well, but the ref got it wrong. Can't we just go back to when people were wrong? <laughs> You know, let's just just go back to because let's be honest. Like when it comes to um, offside, it was you know we they were it they've just about got it right now. Yeah. You know, it's like that was the big problem initially. Mm-hmm. Then it then it was handball, which is still a mess. But like offside's largely pretty much okay. And the one that was given for you guys over Liverpool was just basically. Um, it's just somebody fucking up at work for fuck's sake. Yeah, it's somebody, yeah you know, yeah. It, it's it's it, that that's all. And you've heard the audio, I assume. And by you know, yeah. it's, it's too it's people fucking up at work. It's also too many people speaking at once. There's mm-hmm. too many cooks involved there. Um, Sounds like our podcast, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded really fucking sinister. That did. People speaking at once. <laughs> And uh, Dave Klein apparently wants a replay next week, so it'll be on for next week. Yeah, yeah, because that's the first time a uh, a, a club side has ever um, uh, lost out on points due to a uh, refereeing decision um, or a VAR decision, for that matter. Um, but yeah, just absolutely fucking weird. But do you know what? Ironically, I watched the game and all the rest of it, and I thought, get ready for this, Andy. I thought that's the new Spursy. That win, that was that that was Spur- So we're now talking about it being Spursy. It's being a win as opposed to throwing away a lead to to end up with a point. A, a barely a barely Spursy. deserved victory. Yeah, and um, we had a lot of that, you know, under um, at the beginning. I mean, ironically enough, Spurs this season have got the same points at this stage as we did last season under Conte. Right, seventeen points at the same point, and at this point we were. We were winning games that we bet with it. I think most Spurs fans could see it was going to fall apart. We were winning and drawing games we didn't deserve to. Um, yeah. So I think we've kind of had that for quite some time. The whole Spursy thing is, I don't know, it's become a bit of a meme, hasn't it? And I think it's what annoys me about it is that it's kind of largely based on, you know, that when Leicester won the league and not to be pedantic about it, but we were never ahead of Leicester. Um, and you know, so we never, we you know, we didn't lost the league season because we just didn't catch on that season. Um, unlike Arsenal's genuine bottling last season. Um, but yeah, I think I don't know. You start to wonder whether or not is that you, you saw the 
all or nothing Spurs documentary. And, you know, one of the first things Mourinho said, I'm paraphrasing here, but he basically said, you're all too nice. And, you know, if you want to win, you basically become, you've got to become a bit of a cunt. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And um, say, Well, I Jose, w- you're fucking smashing it. <laughs> yeah, so I wonder if, I don't know, has that mentality yeah. maybe changed at Spurs a little bit? I'm, I'm not saying that's the reason why they get that decision. I don't know. I, I do think, having been a club that seems to have some kind of mental block when it comes to winning something, I wonder if that somehow changed. I don't know if that's just Ange. I wonder if that has maybe for all the kind of abuse it's got over the years. Has that maybe come from has that maybe come from Daniel Levy? I don't know. But well, either way, look, I'll take it because I can count as as I've kind of said to friends of mine who are Liverpool fans, it's poetic justice for at least three terrible decisions, including the two thousand nineteen Champions League final, <laughs> um, where they got a penalty after two minutes. Um yeah. which so, yeah, I, I'm not losing any sleep over uh, Liverpool bitching and moaning about it. Well, you mentioned um, you mentioned Ange Ball there, and um, and that's that's something I wanted to come on to because I think as a Leeds fan, I can really identify with where you're at now. Um, mm. So, uh, so I'm going to give you some advice, which is way off, and it might seem a bit a bit previous, but um, you're going to fucking hate it when he leaves. Because oh, I can all, yeah, yeah, yeah. because basically you like he he does remind me of Bielsa the fact that um he doesn't criticize refs he's a man of the people he takes the blame for everything he views the he views it as a game not a business mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. he views it more through a fan's eyes than uh than a than, than anything. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I I heard about him saying that he said he he said training should be fun. Every day should feel like you're kicking a ball around in the schoolyard. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like it it it's you know, and and these these people come along once in a fucking football fan's life, and mm-hmm. you, and you treasure them, treasure the moments, treasure every moment, because it is when when they leave, there's a hole, and that mm-hmm. hole. The biggest thing about it is that you're not special anymore because you were different. Yeah, you might be a big club and you might have lots of fans and you might be able to afford better players than everyone else, but we're still special because we've got this guy who knows it's all bollocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's really quite refreshing when you consider the kind of tone that's been handed down to us from, as I said, Mourinho and Conte and, you know, obviously everyone in between. I think what's evident, you listen to Foster Cogler in terms of um, interviews, and he's obviously ambitious. And he's also got a little bit, a little bit of a chip on his shoulder that this hasn't happened to him sooner. He's yeah. kind of, you know, it, it's, it's come to him quite late. What is he? I think he's 54, something like that. And so I think he's kind of, I can't remember what interview it was. It might have been the one he did with Lineker, um, saying that it's all come to him quite late. And he's kind of a little bit peed off about that, I think. I think the fact that he was working in Australia and he, he was saying about he would go for interviews at some of these big clubs and because of who he was they were just and where he was from he was working in japan then australia he was, he was a head coach of australia just wasn't being taken seriously so it's yeah. your point i fully expect him to leave one day because i think he is ambitious and he probably does want to manage a huge club um you know, as much as, you know, I'd like to say Tottenham are a huge club, a club that is consistently challenging for titles is what yeah. I mean by a big club in that instance. Um, so, yeah, I fully expect that he will leave one day because they all do. 
yeah yeah absolutely but um have you have you noticed um have you noticed any kind of players all of a sudden that you thought were shit um are all of a sudden like transformed and you're like uh, hang on how's that happen? yes uh Basuma. yeah i think i heard he's about that been yeah quite incredible he's the player that we bought from brighton so i don't know he got injured under conte um but there was obviously something that happened there that you know um, conte didn't rate him um, I think even the much maligned, he's only played a couple of times, but even the much maligned Emerson Royale um, has put in a couple of good um, a couple of good appearances. But he's playing in more in a kind of midfield role, which is frightening when I first saw it, the opening game of the season against Brentford, he kind of moved into the midfield. But he just looked a much more skillful player. Um, and... I'll tell you what, I tell you what, I do enjoy a nice glass of Emerson Royale once in a while. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> very true. Um, I think in terms of players improving, Yves Basuma has probably been the biggest change. But for me, that the, the person who I think you were talking about and managing like a fan, and I, th- I think the embodiment of that amongst the playing staff is Madison. And yeah, totally what, agree. It, he just seems it just uh, we were talking about signing him when he was at Norwich and he obviously went to Leicester in the end, but he just seems made. You know, you see if you'll see a player at your own club who comes in, you just think they're made to wear that shirt. Yeah, and it could all go. You know, next time he kind of ends up in some controversy or you know bankrupts himself in some betting scandal. Um, but um, I think he looks as though he was made. He looks. He looks like he was made to play in that shirt. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the funny thing is, as well, is, is that you know, while Son is the the new captain and the and the figurehead, Madison already seems to have become the you know the the heartbeat of the team, um, and they're all doing his little celebration and and yeah. you know, and he's the one coming out going, yeah, you know, Spursy, it's not a thing. We've we've yeah, we've knocked that on the head, and it's it's like. I, well, quite a few people have said it, and it's it's almost become a cliche. But you know, it, it's it's like he was. It's like he was made to play for Spurs, like he's always meant no, to be there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, I like. Listen, I, yeah, that term banter is terrible, but I do like. You know, it did some great. There's some great footage um, that I saw on social media recently when we were at Bournemouth, and um, all the fans. You might have seen this. All the fans were singing it. We came across to take a corner, and it, they're basically saying Southgate thinks you're shit. And he comes over and he's got a smile on his face and he basically puts the ball to take a corner, but he doesn't put it on the correct spot. So all of a sudden they start having a go at him, but then they realise he's done that on purpose. And he's just he's just having a laugh with them. And you think, well, that's a player with confidence. But I think that's also a player who's a fan, uh, who just yeah. almost can't. I think it's the only other, Dave, you might agree, it, I liken it to Jack Grealish in that it's a, you know, every time you get interviewed him, you think that's probably exactly how you or I or Dave would react in an interview. I can't believe I'm here. I can't believe I'm a professional footballer. I can't believe I won the Champions League. I can't believe that I won the league. I can't believe I'm playing under Pep. You know, I just, I can't believe I'm here. Yeah. And that's really, really refreshing to see, I think. Yeah, no, I, 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 agree. I agree. And he's one of those players that, you know, manages his own social media, you know? Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's yeah. It, it's not the like automaton uh, tweets 
or posts or whatever the fuck they're called now. Um, But um, yeah, it's like you said, Dave, spot on, authentic, you know. Mm, Same as Ange, really. I mean, you know, as a a city fan, seeing Posta Coglu, you shouldn't cover another team's manager, but you're right, like Bielsa, like Posta, I love him. Can't get enough of Posta Coglu. He's yeah. uh, Absolutely, great interviews and is he's just authentic, you know. He's he's basically the kind of manager that as a as a as an opposition fan, if you saw the manager, you'd be like, Oh, he's over there. Should we go and see if he wants to be here? <laughs> you know I mean? yeah. He said, Oh, look at oh, look at that cunt over there. Go on, fuck off. Yeah. It'd be you know, it's just like, all right, do you want a drink? <laughs> do, yeah, you want, yeah, do you want yeah. a beer, mate? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's eminently likable, isn't he? Yeah, and I guess you obviously you had that with uh, you obviously had that with Bielsa as well. I think, and I think Bielsa. I mean, he, you know, I'll be honest. Before, when Bielsa joined um, Leeds, it was then that you started to hear that this is the guy that Guardiola looks towards. This is the guy that Pochettino looks yeah. towards. I, I didn't know much about him at all before he came yeah. to Leeds. So it's another one that obviously came to him quite late, yet still within the industry. Let's call it that. Obviously, very well respected. Yeah, he's like he's like the um, unsuccessful version of all those managers you mentioned. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, but isn't that always the way? Isn't that the way? You know, like yeah, to to pick a weird example, Diamond Head, going nowhere. Mm. English heavy metal band never really did anything, but a certain band called Metallica absolutely took you know were totally influenced by them, and took that original took that sound and developed it and became the biggest heavy metal band in history. And it's like, yeah, often the influence in the background, the one who influences everybody, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's no Green Day without Descendants. No one's heard of Descendants. It's mm-hmm. the, it's, it's the, the influence in the background, like the ones who are too good to succeed, you know, they're so yeah. good, yeah. they're so pure that success yeah, eludes yeah, yeah. them. Um, yeah. and, and he's very much like that. You know, he's absolutely like that. Um, I mean, just uh, an absolute fucking genius. And um, yeah, I mean, I've been podcasting 10 years and somebody said to me, like, you know, who would you, of of anybody ever, who would you want to interview? Expecting me to say, like, some musician. I'd be like, yeah, "Yeah, Marcelo Bielsa, absolutely. Mm. I mean, it would be difficult as fuck. Of course it would, but it'd be fascinating if you can get the right, if you could get him to understand the right questions. I think that would be fascinating. Yeah. But don't get me started on Bielsa. Um, Rothers, yeah. you, you're, you're, um, you, you've got those days are looming. Let's face it. You know, Peppers, Pep is definitely he's coming to the end of his Man City career. No matter what way you look at it, you know, he's he's over halfway. He's he's crossed the Rubicon, son. Oh yeah, and it's. I mean, I echo what you were saying earlier. It's just like dreading the day when he goes. That's why I'm enjoying every minute of it. I'm under no illusions. Yeah, it's like when you're winning. Which is, I can't believe I'm saying this as a Man City fan, but this is what happens now. We seem to win a lot of stuff, which is just un, was unheard of. Yeah. And then you start. Don't to worry, mate. You're gonna have to give it all back anyway. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't mind that. I don't mind it as long as we've got. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, you don't have to give the joy back, do you? You don't have to give well, the no. celebrations back. You don't have to give the day back. You'll always well, have that. Well, you'll always have the fact that. He did. He did it. Whatever happened off the field, and now whatever happens, it was amazing, and yeah. has been amazing, and is yeah. amazing. Yeah. And yeah, once he goes, yeah, we will. We won't win anymore. We won't win as much anymore. 
Yeah, I, you, I, know. you look at you look at you look at what happened to Man United. You look at what happened to Man United. You look at what happened to Arsenal. Everything comes to an end. Yeah, totally. But you were winning. But you were winning titles before he arrived, and that's the difference. Is that you know he's made you more consistent, but you know you you were winning titles before he arrived, um, and it, it's just that when any manager brings a dynasty, it's incredible, and then it ends, and it turns out it's pretty fucking impossible for anybody else to to build a dynasty. Here's a question, Dave: if if Pep was retiring or leaving at the end of the season, who would you want in? Oh. Uh, yeah, well, there's there's a sort of a romantic answer, and then there's Sean Gota. Sort of, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah the goat, Gota and Dickoff <laughs> as a double act, um, yeah. with with Joe Hart doing fitness training. Um, <laughs> no, 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 Joe Royal doing fitness training, <laughs> but um, a few, I mean, obviously, everybody would, I think, City fans would like this romantic idea that. Vin, Vincent Company somehow mm. takes Jesus. Burnley into Europe and there's a seamless, you know, manoeuvre and he becomes the manager. My favourite coach is Ancelotti, so Ancelotti. Mm. Mm. But in terms of if you're going to go, okay, let's go tomorrow, De Zerbi, probably, at the moment. He's a bit of a right, favourite yeah, of the month. Yeah, yeah, but, show, um, yeah. Well, I tell you what, that's that's a great shout because initially when you said, well, you know, I've got this romantic idea of Vin, I thought you were going to say Vin Diesel for some fucking reason. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Him as well, of course. Yeah. Hey, guys, <laughs> go out there and kick some ass. <laughs> it's all about family. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, fuck it. That's a great shout. Deserby, because um, you want to lose yeah. you want to lose 6-1 every week. Um, yeah, I think he deserves it. Oh, nice. Very yeah. good. I mean, you know... I didn't think we were doing puns on this podcast. Sorry. Uh, I'm yeah. going in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so the um, the thing with Deserby is, it's like that Brighton started really well and we're like, you know, fuck me, they're going to be... They're, they're not going to enjoy the top four. And then all yeah. of a sudden, they've just started fucking pissing goals into their own net. You know, yeah. it's bizarre. But it's a bit like yeah. Guardiola says about once you get into Europe and you start playing three games yeah. a week... And that's and Deserby's already acknowledged that, hasn't he? So yeah, it's very is, different this season, isn't yeah. it? Isn't he? An, isn't he another one we can throw into the a little bit special pot as well? Because he, yeah. he like he clearly is, and, and also the fact that he went to Brighton, he took the hand off, and he went to Brighton, and it's like, yeah, that's that's a, a humble guy who is working his way. And you know, I I remember um, you, you'll love this story, Dave, Ancelotti in a press conference. Um, uh, Real Madrid of one two one game was fairly fairly uneventful and Ancelotti's being interviewed afterwards, and um, and he answers a few standard questions and he goes, uh, "Is that it? Can I go?" And the interview is like, "This is off camera, and he, like you know, it comes out on Twitter and all the rest of it." It's off camera. He goes, "Right, is that it? Can I go?" And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you seem to have been a bit of a rush." He goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm 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 going to watch um, Bielsa's leads." <laughs> It's on television. It starts in five minutes. Really? Yeah. Wow. And 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 the thing is that you you hear of managers, other managers saying like, watching Deserby, watching Brighton. What are they going to do? How are they going to play? Fascinated by it. He's he's got that kind of cachet as well. Um, and um, you know, like basically like Graham Potter with charisma. Um, you know. <laughs> yeah. So um, hang on, no. 
Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Andy, back at you in terms of what do you? So, a dispassionate answer here. Do you think Pochettino is the right coach for Chelsea? How do you rate Pochettino? <laughs> um, I think I thought when they first signed him, yes, I did. I thought because Chelsea just had an embarrassment of riches of young players, right? Unfortunately, he has a madman at the very, very top. And I think, you know, danger signs are, have you seen the footage where, uh, I can't remember the name of the player, but there's a player that that an interviewer asked Pochettino about. I think it's their substitute, their third choice goalie on a hundred grand a week. And Pochettino has no idea guy. I think his son named Saar or something. It happened fairly recently. None of us can, I can't name you Chelsea's no. team. That's part of the no, problem. No. I'm watching thinking, who's that? I mean, I'm starting yeah. to learn. It's a crash course, but... Uh, yeah, but yeah. I, do, do you know what? I just love, I love the idea of exactly what you just said there, Dave. I love the idea of that being Pochettino on the sidelines. <laughs> it's like, what, who's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think he's, he's so, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I thought I picked so-and-so. No, 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 we decided, yeah, yeah. you decided on him. Oh right, yeah, they they all just blur into one. Yeah, you know, exactly. After exactly. after a while, um, guys, um, look, I'm sorry to interrupt here, but I've completely forgotten that um, I am uh, trying to insert um, an incredible stat into each episode. Um, right. Last episode, Andy, this was this is a great one. Um, that this season is the first season um, since 1930 that neither Stanley Matthews, Peter Shilton, or um, Gianluigi Buffon has started a league match. Wow. Yeah, those three players, their careers span 93 years. Wow, that's insane. That's insane. It's insane. I love that. I love that. And the other one, that I and one that I've got for you now, it's not amazing, but I couldn't believe it happened. It just fell into my lap. West Mm -hmm. Ham um, broke a record last night in Europe. They went 17 games unbeaten in Europe. Wow. And that beats the record of 16 set by Leeds United under Don <laughs> Revy. Right. Tottenham Hotspur under Bill Nick. Mm. And Man City under Pep. No. Well, that is yeah. <laughs> that is a very well-timed stat indeed. Isn't it just? I just wish we had a West Ham fan here that we could kick to death for a laugh. <laughs> Even without that stat. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Wisdom! Shut up! Um, no, that is, uh, that is that is impressive. That is impressive. Okay, well, um, Rothers is, um, uh, uh, has left us um, at this stage. Um, so it's just, it's Leeds Tottenham. Do you want to say goodbye, Dave? Love to. Goodbye. Cheers, okay. um, <laughs> Dave. Yeah, all the best, Andy. <laughs> And speak to you next week. Catch up next week. Bye. Cheers, mate. Bye. Um, Yeah, anyway, Man City. (laughs) Fucking pack of cunts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, no, I'm I'm like dead, dead jealous because um, when when I saw first like heard about Posta Coglio, I was like straight away everything I heard. In fact. The first thing I heard was a Celtic fan being interviewed and they said, so like what are Tottenham going, you know, what they're getting, what's he like as a manager player, the type of football and everything. And he said, 
Well, it's going to be strange. I'm going to, my answer means may seem a bit strange to, to people listening because it's got nothing to do with football, but what they're getting is the only manager of Celtic or Rangers in my lifetime who's never said one single wrong word. Wow. And it was like, and one back-to-back trebles. You will never, we will never see his like again. Tottenham don't know, Tottenham don't know how good they've got it. You know, and, and now when you hear the, you know, given what we were saying earlier and you hear him speak now, you kind of think, yeah, 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 just yeah. Aussie, isn't he? Aussie, he's he's a bloke. He's you know he's not a man. Yeah, he's a bloke. Yeah. He's your mate. That's yeah, it. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Very plain speaking. But also, I think he's 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 meant to be a great man, uh, a great man manager. You know, there's broad strokes, but in two times of, of, of management, isn't there? There's the kind of you know the rod. Was it the there's the harsh manager. There's you know the kind of bullying manager, the throwback, if you were. But then you've also got the arm yeah. around the shoulder, uh, and I think that. I don't know. I imagine he's someone who possibly is, and I, he's not the only one, but I imagine he's someone who's possibly a little bit of both. He seems to be able to get he, the well, team on board. And he's the kind of person that the players will want to put 100% in because they don't want to disappoint him. Right. They now, don't want to disappoint now, him. Now there, you've hit on something, right? Because I listened to an interview. Have you, have you come across the... Um... Uh, the podcast by Shearer, Lineker, and oh, uh, and Mike the rest of football. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I like it. Have I you like heard it. the Ange Postacoglu? No, interview. I haven't heard that one yet. No. Right. Well, I saw a little bit of. It. I was on Football Focus. I saw a little bit of Gary Lineker and and, and Postacoglu. Yeah. Well, what happens in there? The what I heard in that interview made me compare. Well, it reminded me even more of Bielsa. Mm. Um. He has virtually no relationship with the players at all. Really? Okay. Yeah. Same as Bielsa. Uh, Bielsa, so like you pick a captain, you run the dressing right. room. Mm. Said he came. He came into the dressing room. Um, his. He, he came into the dressing room twice or something. You know. It, really? in, in, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's like it will. Like my job's done. Mm. Yeah. You're all adults. You're all at work. You know, get on with it. I've told you what to mm. do. And mm. people want us to run through brick walls for him. Mm. And, and uh, uh, you know, the, um, Postacoglu seems the same. Basically, he said, I I can't have a relationship. And Bielsa was exactly the same because Bielsa is actually like, you know, used to like hand in sweets out to kids and people coming around, mm. you know, like knocking on his door and leaving him food during the, the pandemic and everything. Yeah. yeah. Very, a very warm, lovable figure and so you know that man's there but he kept a professional distance from mm. his employees mm. i think postacoglu does the same and the reason being and postacoglu said you can't get personally involved with these guys because mm. then it's hard enough leaving people out why yeah. make it harder mm. Mm. No, there's lots to be said for that yeah, yeah. so yeah. It... but but that professional distance seems to make seems to make um elite athletes like really really want to crave um uh praise from those people because they know it's fleeting and it's rare and if it does come then it's you know it's elite <laughs> it's um it's a it's a style of management which is almost 
the absent father. So it's you're looking for what's the word? I know you struggled to find it then. Um, you're looking for approval, looking for approval by someone. You know, the absent father. The idea that you know, if if if, if uh, not get too deep, but you know, feel like the, the the father is absent through work or choice, and you know, the contact with them is fleeting. You know, you're constantly looking for approval from them. And maybe it's a bit of that. I don't think it is quite that deep, but there's a lot to be yeah. said for that. You know, my you know, I don't give that you know that praise i don't give it often so you know you have to earn it and yeah. you know i think a lot of a lot of players also, i don't know one of them in the sports psychology that you know anything that i guess if you're a sportsman you're used to working hard for approval you're working for hard for rewards if it's just given to you you've got i think there's countless examples that it's just given to you then or what yeah. you're pushing for yeah but if it's somehow you know they've got all the material trappings they could ever want they've got the security so it's got to be at a level where it's approval from um, the fans, obviously, to some point, but to the guy who decides whether you get to do the greatest job in the world week in, week out. And also, I think, also, I think Postacoglu, maybe, well, less than Bielsa, but I still think it's it's a thing. Um, they they have an aura about them that mm. el- elite players are like, this guy is doing things differently this guy is teaching me a different way of doing what i thought there was no other way to do and he's just shown yeah. me five other ways of doing it mm. you know and it's like you know they used to say about bielsa on the training pitch he'd be like showing players which part of the foot that you pass mm. this pass with and which mm. parts of the foot you place that part and the reason you use that part of the foot and and you know when if you've been a footballer for 10 you know since you've you've been kicking a ball around since you were fucking five you're 25 you think you pretty much know everything and then somebody turns up and and shows you stuff keeps showing you stuff you don't know yeah 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 true and it's a difference to i suppose manager and coaches i'm sure it's something you've discussed before but it's different you know for a, a good manager to come in to be able to coach and to provide information or you know different cycle different ways of thinking to elite sportsmen that must be where they really do get inspired or even if it's just like you know, and i think i think that poster you've seen to do you mentioned it earlier it's just tap into the joy tap into the joy of forget yeah. the pressure the trappings and all that stuff the joy of what you were doing um yeah. tap into that and Listen, joy is addictive. You know, people want to feel joyful as long as possible, happy as long as possible. Um, and, you know, they're listening to adulation. this fucking podcast. <laughs> but, you know, that kind of adulation. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it, it's, it's always fascinating to see different styles. And particularly, and you can, you, I think when you are, you get old and you've worked in the world of work for a number of years, you know, you recognise these kind of, as a footballer as a human being, yes, they operate on different, you know, physical levels and, you know, they have a, all the different kind of pressures and stuff, but ultimately they're motivated and inspired by the same things, I think, just in different spheres. Yeah, absolutely. Everything's just magnified, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, exactly, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, it, it's it's great to see, um, you know, after, after two managers who, you know, really it seemed like it was a bit of a fucking chore, um, yeah, that's uh, a that's a very good point. You always start, even when Mourinho joined, you always felt that they were doing us a favour. You yeah. always felt. 
Oh, yeah. especially Conte. I mean, he's. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. after a while, Conte was like. It seemed like in every interview, he was yeah. he was kind of inferring that you know how lucky they are to have me. Mm-hmm. You know that, that mm-hmm. I that I should stoop to this level. Yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, yeah, you're absolutely right, and that's that's. And I wonder if possibly you know the, our last kind of upsurge I can remember recent memory obviously was under Pochettino, and I wonder if Postecoglou. That's maybe the manager we need at the moment. It's someone who's got a point to prove, you know, has, has, has followed a school of, let's call it the Bielsa school, but that kind of idea of, you know, attacking hardworking football. But I think Levy just thought, well, you know, we'll get some off the peg success with Mourinho and Conte. And we're not, we can't buy off the peg players. We could buy one off the peg player, you know, proven one a season. We aren't, you know, we aren't City, we aren't Liverpool. Um, we don't just don't have those resources, aren't Chelsea? Who can you know speculate to accumulate? We just but not... yeah, but this is also the thing as well is that even if you have the resources, and mm. you know this is like you know I, this is a Leeds fan talking, but even if you have the resources, they're not coming to Tottenham. Mm. You know they're going. They're, I mean, look at look at fucking Lavia at Southampton, yeah, yeah. Liverpool and yeah. Chelsea in for him, and he goes to yeah, Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's it, it, there's. You know, if, if you were in that conversation, you would not have been in that conversation. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's it's like basically, there's certain players at a certain level that mm-hmm. three or four clubs in the league and the Saudis can afford. Yeah, yeah, and and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so you kind of so in terms of where you get and that's the thing I kind of got worried about a little bit and it might still happen before this season seeing kind of the rise of Newcastle and you know they not only are playing well underneath a manager who my word has proved a point you know should he have taken over Arsenal those years ago I think he's proven yes he should have done imagine where he could be now because he's been touted as someone who well it's funny you should go on to this because it's um, is this where you're going the knock-on effect yeah, 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 yeah. Because he goes to a Newcastle, and he was yeah. he'd virtually signed for Celtic, and he surprised yeah, Celtic yeah. by pulling out, and yeah. and they kind of ended up with Postacoglu as a as a fucking yeah, reserve yeah, yeah. choice. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? How how that can you know how that can change? How that, but listen, that's football, isn't it? But I think it's from our point of view, from a Spurs point of view, I think I, I that top four, which obviously is a, you know it's we've overachieved. I would say since Pochettino, second season of Pochettino, we've overachieved. We had no real business, I think, in terms of being necessarily in the top four. And I think then what happened was after that, we kind of thought, well, you know, we're at that level now. And I understand it's one of the reasons why so many fans probably hate Spurs, because we have no rights. You know, famously, we haven't won anything in a long, long time. You know, we have the best of everything, but, you know, the end result isn't there. So I understand why the fans find us the attitude can sometimes seem to be annoying. You know, how dare we have Mourinho? How dare we have Conte? How dare we have, you know, England's best striker ever um, and and get upset that he wouldn't leave us to go and play elsewhere? Um, but until he I did. Think, well, until he did. But, but, you know, listen, every season, I don't know, remember you having this as a Leeds fan, every season the media is just trying to sell him off. Every, every summer. 
just they all, all oh god, just desperate for him to leave Spurs, desperate for him to leave Spurs. Well, the, the um, best um, the best quote I heard about um, uh, Harry Kane's contract at Spurs, seven year contract, which was negotiated by his um, agent, who was his older brother. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- this is what happens when you let somebody. Uh, this is what happens when you let somebody um, uh, negotiate your contract who used to sleep in the in the top bunk. <laughs> Good way to put it. Yeah, I think he's. Yeah, I wonder if one day we'll find out what happened there. But I think yeah, his brother was possibly responsible for him not going to City. Um, but yeah, I think we're kind of for the rest of this season. Listen, I'm t- talking to a guy who I speak to quite a bit about um, about football. He's a Spurs fan. He's still convinced we'll finish bottom half of the league. Bottom half? He's still convinced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Convinced. He said not enough um, purchased in the transfer market. Not convinced. You know, we, we're due to get beaten badly because the way that we play, and that's probably true. You know, and we've been warned that we will do at some point. Yeah, um, but yeah. yeah, he's convinced. He's convinced bottom half of the table I'm thinking I'm thinking top six top six um, I don't think top four but I think top it's, six it's going to be a test of the squad um, mm. like, and the thing but is we, as well is is that you know you will have a bad patch simple yeah. as that you know and mm. and as all teams do mm. um, the difference is that when Liverpool and City have a bad patch they're capable of then going on winning 10 11 13 on the bounce whereas yeah. And that's why, you know, and Arsenal for that matter. And that's why those three teams are, and and, and literally nobody else can do that. Mm. So you're going to finish where, depending on how long that bad patch is and how bad it is, that's going to really determine where, you know, where you finish. I think the other deciding factor, I think this will help us, you mentioned it right at the beginning of the podcast, is no Europe for us. Yeah. First time not in Europe for 14 years. Yeah. Um, so I think that will, in theory, help us out. No Carabao Cup either. Yeah. So, you know, all of a sudden, all those players are going to be paying less football than a lot of those other teams. I know they've got bigger squads to rotate and stuff. So I'm hoping, in many ways, that I think that will help us out. No, I, th- I think you're right. The way we play, particularly the way we play, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think you're right. Well, um, well, look, um, it's um, it's been a pleasure having you on, Andy. Thanks very much. Um, and um, uh, you know, proving a worthy guest, we'll see what the fan, we'll see what the uh, the listeners say. We won't, mate. Um, we've got no social media or anything. Couldn't give a fuck. Uh, all right, okay. Um, We're yeah. literally just talking to each other, but recording it. That, that's it. That's the one. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so anyway, um, uh, yeah. Thank you very much for coming on, Andy. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and um, we will be back at you very soon. <laughs>